1: Hello and welcome to the Pants Party. My name is Max Brecky. Along with me today, Harrison Starr, a.k.a. Boiler Hog, and Ben Ross, fellas. Uh, okay, I'm not doing this again because last week you all talked at the same time. Harrison, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing fantastic, I'm Max. good, thanks. <laughs> great, great work, guys. Great work. Well executed. Oh boy, I could not resist.
0: <laughs>
1: all right, how are you guys doing? I'm doing awesome. I'm good. Good to hear it. <laughs> good to hear it. Once again, Iowa was victorious this weekend. Big 23-0 win in uh, pretty awful conditions. You know, for as nice as it looked on the TV, but uh, yeah, Iowa came up victorious and pitched a shutout. And they are now up to number 18 in the AP poll this week. I don't. Coaches, did you guys see the coaches poll at all?
0: Wow, I what not it. 15. Somebody had us nine. I think was the highest we were. That's
2: wild. You know, I, that's, I actually like a, that though. I think Iowa is a top ten team, but the Wisconsin yeah, is just holding them back. Like I they was, are so good right now.
0: I was looking at you know the entire top twenty five at length today, and I couldn't like almost every team. Like so many more teams than I thought. I like oh, I would beat them like handily. I think.
1: So we'll we'll get into uh, a little bit more of that in a little bit um, when we talk about the state of the Big Ten. I think. But, uh, so let's just talk about this Maryland game real quick. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about it. The defense was phenomenal. The offense did what it needed to do in order to get the win. They did what they needed to do on their second drive of the game in order to get the win. Um, but, so the offense, it was really, really windy. You know, passing conditions weren't very good. They tried not to pass it, at least for the most part. I think Stanley threw the ball 22 times, and Maryland threw the ball 16 times total. And, and 11 for 22 for 86 yards for Stanley, 6 of 16 for 47 combined for Maryland. Uh, but I was able to get it done on the ground in a huge way, guys. What? Do, how are we feeling about that offense performance, you know, this, with the conditions in
2: mind? I think looking at the game in a macro level, normally, I don't like to exaggerate, but watching Kirk Ferentz coach in a weather-affected game, I think is like watching Michelangelo pick, paint the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> like, the dude is just on it the whole time. Uh, the way he played the timeouts at the end of each quarter so that he was kicking with the winds was just tremendous. Oh, that was beautiful. Like, I mean, it was just wild. I mean, this guy loves coaching in weather-affected games, and he's really good at it. Like, you know, 20 years, he, he knows what to do, but uh, from, like, an overall perspective, it was exciting. Uh, from an offensive perspective, I liked the variety of play calling, um, even though it seemed very conservative, obviously, uh, and I think after that interception... My guess is Kirk Ferentz went over to Stanley and just said, hey, no mistakes. We, we're better than this team. Uh, they played 100% ball control. And I, I think it really affected the way that Matt Canada was calling games. I've said here, I've written um, in the comments, like I really like that guy as a coach. Um, so I think he was, um, you know, really knocked off in the way the defense was able to get a couple... A quick series out of uh, Maryland to start the game was just, it set the tone the rest of the way.
0: Yeah. um, Everything Harrison said, I just going back to, you know, passing and Nate Stanley, I am not that concerned at all. Really. I think the wind uh, was a pretty big factor. Somebody who watched, uh, I watched the entire Vikings jets game today and the wind played a serious factor on Kirk cousins. Um, in That game, and I just compared Nate Stanley and Kirk Cousins, so whatever.
1: That's not, I don't like that comparison at um, all. I think but, that's terrible.
0: No, okay, well, it, can, it you know, it severely hampered what Sam Darnold could do, too. Uh, so even I'm after watching the Vikings <laughs> day, I'm less concerned about um Nate Stanley and his game because I think wind is a bigger, larger factor than what we think. Um, that's a dumb you can, I don't care, I, I, that's a good comparison. Fuck off! Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to go back now and then compare uh, once again to uh, Hayden Fry. I think a little scratch where it itches took place in the game uh, yesterday or today. I what? How are we going? How are we doing the timeline here?
1: On um, Saturday, I think. Uh, uh, okay. Whatever <laughs> they played the football game
0: <laughs> well, <now laughs> on Saturday, uh, we just ran the ball. We knew we could run the ball really well, and we did. Uh, we I think. Uh, I told uh, Jordan Ter- Jordan Hanson to look this up, but I feel like we ran to the le- like we ran to the left probably seven like seventy eighty percent of the time. Um, they just were totally exposed over there, and um, we just knew what we were doing uh, with two hundred twenty four yards rushing. I felt really we really good, and not, even though only eighty eight yards for the air, eighty six yards rather. Um, I'm just really happy with this offense and. Um, we can transition the defense now real quick. Cause I just want to say, uh, there was like not one player on defense that I could pick out that, um, played so well, which I think is indicative of a really good defensive performance. And, uh, you know, even on offense, there really was one player I could pick out other than obviously, I mean, there's Ivory Kelly Martin, but Brandon Smith had the incredible catch. Uh, I mean, Smith-Marset did okay. Hawkinson had a couple catches. Um and Sergeant, obviously, it was a really good team effort, and it's really something you want to see uh, this time of the season.
1: Yeah, for sure, um, especially with the running game because, you know, with the with conditions how they were, Maryland was sitting on the run for the most part. They were, I know that they were thinking, oh, they could pass it, but I think at that point, you know, with the conditions, you know, you kind of say, all right, you can go ahead and try to pass it over our heads. We're still going to try to stack the box, and if you, get a pe- if you get a play on us, you know, good on you for getting it in the wind. Uh, but, you know, they were expecting the run. Iowa ran the ball 52 dang times in this game. Uh, and Maryland r- ran 39 total plays, <laughs> just for comparison. I was on their uh, their blog earlier, and they have some fascinating stats on there about this game. But, uh, you know, like, they were expecting the run, and regardless of that, Iowa still ran the ball down their throat, and they did it successfully, you know, at the kind of What's the? I don't know what the average is. Fifty-two, a little bit more than four point two five yards per carry. It's not bad. Like that's, you know, if you're going to be running the ball as they did, that's you know, it's that's fine. a solid average. You know, yeah. you're going to get the first downs that way.
2: Yeah, I think that's a, a good point. And really, the the thing that I'm loving about this offense right now is it seems like, especially with Kelly Martin back, each running back has kind of what they're good at. And to me, the thing that's just awesome to see is, like, I, I expected Sargent to be more of, like, paprika or whatever, like something where it's not necessarily used all the time, but when it's used, it's super effective, potentially. But the way he's come in and been able to be basically the shotgun back, tremendous at pass blocking, can catch out of the backfield. He's so good in those, like, kind of draw runs. Um, like, I, I think they they've figured out what they want to be from an offensive team, especially as it pertains to the running backs. and uh, It's super exciting. Um, Nate Stanley had to make one big throw. Um, that that was a huge play, that fade to Smith. Um, mm-hmm. Just because like it, it, I guess it was into the wind, right, if I'm thinking yeah. correctly. and Yeah, that was it's a, a
0: gross ball. I and mean, it's, it's a ballsy
2: to throw to a ballsy call, ballsy throw. Um, and Put it where only he could get it, and Smith, to his credit, beat his guy off the line and um, made a tremendous catch. Like he's, he's really coming into his zone, and it's exciting to see him finally get a touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought the play call was pretty good in this game. I think I would have ideally liked to have seen some more play action, just because you know they were sitting on the run for the majority of that game. I would have liked to see a little bit more play action, but I really don't have any qualms with, you know, the way that Brian called this game. I think that, you know, he did a pretty good job, and, you know, he didn't really allow for the offense to make a whole ton of mistakes, particularly after that first drive.
0: Yeah, I think it's a little bit easier to not criticize Brian when you just look at the score, but, you don't. you kind of forget that seven of those points came from the defense. Uh, I think so without the, take away that touchdown. I think we're kind of singing singing a different tune.
2: Yeah, it's, um, it's just tough because like, I mean, they, they had the wind for half of it. Right. And it's just, I, you know, it's just the type of game where you just kind of, if you have a good defense that can shut them out for two quarters and you trust the wind to help you the other two quarters. And granted it was more than that, I, I think um, both Golston and uh, Parker Hesse made just awesome plays on jet sweeps. Um, mm-hmm. Like there was yeah. there were there were a lot of good plays, but to your credit, I don't think there was one person who really just stuck out on defense um, from a play to play perspective. But just everyone kind of came up with big plays at big times.
1: Yeah, and you know, like I I think generally I'd probably be you know like you know. They scored 16 points on offense you know they weren't able to punch the ball into the end zone on a few drives but you know overall I think just just the way with the defense was playing you know they only gave up 30 they only allowed Maryland to run 34 plays Maryland punted as many times as they completed a pass uh, that's good stat Max yeah I, I saw that one earlier they completed six passes they punted six times. So, you know, like the, I, when your defense is playing as lights out as they were, and when you know that they're not going to be able to throw the ball and get back into the game, particularly with that wind, you know, I'm, you know, like I'm okay with, you know, the way that they called that game. They were calling that game just to chew up clock. And obviously, 40 to 20 ish was the time of possession in Iowa's favor. So, you know, like it, it went well. Yeah, it did what they were trying true, to yeah.
0: do. 23 just looks so much better than 16. Oh
2: yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, because when it was 16, I was uh, I was scared because I thought that you know absolutely if yeah. if Maryland was able to get the ball down 16 with the wind, anything can happen. Um, but mm. that that touchdown really kind of sealed their fate um, on the the bad snap, and it was two they had two st- shotgun snaps affected by the wind, um, which is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh no that the, that one wasn't a shotgun, excuse me.
1: <laughs> no, that one was uh running into the guy in motion. Well no, but they they did they have they did have another Aaron
0: Snap, didn't they? Yeah, they Including, had two of them. They had two Aaron Snaps on the first that drive hand, and that bad
1: handoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was an yep. awesome play, that fumble. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. He just kicked the ball into the end zone. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was it was nice. It was very nice.
1: Speaking of Michelangelo. A masterpiece. (laughs) A masterpiece. (laughs) But, uh. (laughs) Jesus. But, uh, yeah, no, so. Uh, I had an. I had something else. I had. Oh, Maryland uh, had as many penalty yards as they had passing yards as well. Um, 46 penalty yards, no penalties from
0: Iowa. Incredible. That's like, that's the most impressive stat to me.
2: Oh, the yeah. giving up 41 passing yards? No, not, not committing a four. penalty. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. on Iowa's oh, yeah. side. Yeah.
1: Yeah, especially, yeah. you know, that's huge, too, you know, because, you know, it doesn't, you know, give Maryland any, you know, momentum. It doesn't take you out of drives when you're trying to eat, like, five, six, seven minutes off the clock at a time. That's, you know, that's huge.
0: And you and then you go and watch Ohio State-Purdue that to, uh, last night, tonight, whatever, and, uh... You see, like, for, uh, Ohio State kept on committing dumb penalty after dumb penalty. That's uh, a big reason why they lost. I mean, I think they would have lost anyway, but they didn't do themselves any favors. They had two, uh, two stops on third down and a punt called off because of just really dumb penalties.
1: Yeah, that was – speaking of masterpieces, that was Purdue's masterpiece. That was – I think actually Purdue played a better game than Iowa did with the 55-24. Mm. I don't know if that's a hot take, but like Purdue, like they just gashed them on the ground, you know.
0: I mean, we gashed them through the air.
1: It's true, but I don't know. I thought that, that was a really impressive victory yeah, by was awesome. our most it was hated rival. It was
0: very great. I am very proud to call Purdue my Eskimo brother after <laughs> <laughs> beating God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Good grief! I'll, I'll mute myself. No, that was funny. It was just
2: uh, whew, Did not expect that. <laughs> no, I sure didn't. I-, I thought Michelangelo in the Sistine Chapel was going to be the uh, the analogy of the podcast, but nice job, Ben. Definitely one up me there.
1: <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Sure was. Made better something.
2: by my teammates.
1: But uh, so okay, so let's talk about the Big Ten then a little bit. So, oh, one last
2: thing, I guess. All right, uh, go ahead. Miguel Racinos. He's pretty tremendous good. game. Yes, like Love I mean, him. to be able to make all five kicks and wind like that I it was impressive
1: yeah because I mean in the it's not really a bowl of stadium but it's halfway underground so the wind is swirling you know they showed early before the game started uh who was it was it LeVar that was walking around with the streamer
2: oh I didn't notice that
1: uh they showed I think no, it was LeVar um they he was walking around the field pregame with a streamer trying to figure out which way the wind was blowing and uh, apparently the results were inconclusive. <laughs> um, wind was just kind of going everywhere, but that you know, so like, yeah, that's impressive because you you know, one ways for sure with the wind, one ways for sure without it. But you know, in a stadium like that where there's even like the corner openings, you know, you can you can get some pretty weird effects with it, particularly with those huge wind gusts. So yeah, that's really impressive. To, you know, I don't remember how long his kicks were. A couple of them were like twenty seven yards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah.
0: But uh, I think he's been a good weapon. I think the preseason we kind of said he would be like a sneaky NFL player, and then he kind of struggled to start the year. But um, hopefully he'll become a weapon when we really
2: need him.
1: Yeah, And they needed him this game. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, if absolutely. you're going to
2: play a game like Iowa played where it's about ball control, you need to hit your field goals, and, and he did.
1: Yeah, he's been, I mean, with the exception of a couple kicks, the Iowa State game he missed two, Correct. Yeah, I think so. Uh, But, I mean, other than that, he's been really reliable, you know, these past couple of seasons for the Hawks. And, you know, that's been huge, especially after, you know, uh, Keith Duncan, you know, you couldn't really kick anything longer than, like, 40 yards as a freshman. And, you know, you had some pretty solid guys before them. So, you know, it's, it's huge to be able to have somebody that you can rely on, you know, from about 40, 50 yards out.
2: And it plays into kind of the way Kirk has coached games of late. Like he's all in on not really trying to kick the long field goal and getting into four down territory and probably like the 40, 35 yard or the forty yard line to thirty five yard line. So to have someone that plays into what Kirk is trying to do, I think has been a huge uh, plus, for the Hawkeyes so far this year, he has had some trouble, uh, Racinos on kickoffs, but I think that's maybe a function of him trying to get too cute, um, with kind of the the coffin corner almost, um, but yeah. none of that this game,
1: yeah. And real quickly, on the other side of kicking the ball, Colin Rastetter had a, I mean, he only punted twice, the eye, which is, you know, beautiful in and of itself, but. Even in that one into the wind, it was a low line drive kick, but it rolled like a solid 20 yards. You know, he just got it just right. And, you know, he two uh, punts, 93 yards. That's, you know, I can't complain, especially in those
2: uh, um, conditions. conditions.
0: I said last week, most improved player. I'm sticking to that story.
2: I think you're right. And it's wild because punting is winning, right? But Iowa has punted so little this year. That yeah. they don't even qualify for punting stats, or like Rassetter doesn't, for like, really? average. Like, it's crazy. That is like, wild.
0: Like holy
1: shit. I had no idea. Uh, yeah. yeah. Plan Sick Days, was it, that was tweeting about this? They're like 120th in the country in punts. Damn. Yeah, they've punted 23 times in seven games, which is good for 120th
2: in the nation.
0: Alrighty, then. I'm yeah, uh, so. I am right I'm all aboard this train.
2: And I have I guess one last question on this game. Oh, fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I just cuz I am curious to to get some perspective. Was this Iowa playing left-handed or were the last two games Iowa playing left-handed? If that makes mm. sense. Or is it just a function that that they can do everything? I don't everything? think either.
1: So what are you saying like which team is more like what Iowa is at this point? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't think oh. it's either. I think I was just playing. They saw a way to win. Be, they saw a way to beat Indiana, and they used that strategy, and they saw a way to beat Maryland. They used that strategy. If, with See, with take, taking out the weather, mm. they probably would have used the same strategy they used to, against Indiana to beat Maryland. Maybe not. I don't I, know.
1: I, yeah, that's what I was. Uh, I, I'd i say they're probably more of what we saw against Indiana and Minnesota than they are, you know, what we saw this against Maryland. You know, I think that they're able to this kind of game out because that's what kirk ferentz is very familiar and comfortable with doing but they have like been great running the ball so far this season you know i think that they were averaging under four yards per carry heading into the maryland game it's probably just a little bit above four after that one but i think that they're probably you know more of a passing team this season honestly and i'm i like that that's cool Great talk, guys. You. Nice. <laughs> thank you for, you know, thank you for making me feel like what we contributed to this.
0: So are we done here?
2: Or, uh, yeah, no, I have no more thoughts. I'm, I apologize, Max. That was a poor plan on my part.
1: <laughs> no, no, that was cool. I was just like, uh... Are we not talking about this anymore? You want me to just move on? Alright, so we already mentioned that Ohio State got obliterated by Purdue on Saturday. Nebraska beat Minnesota and... You know, Michigan, Michigan beat Michigan State. And Penn State doesn't look good either. So w- I, just out of curiosity, everybody really, sucks. really quick before we talk a little bit more in depth on these things, where do you guys think Iowa is in the conference right now? If you had to rank Iowa, I know, Ben, you're doing your power rankings tomorrow, uh, so Monday, mm-hmm. so everybody will have already seen days, them by that yes. point. Yes. But uh, where do you guys think Iowa is in the conference right now if you had to rank them?
2: In terms of how they're playing right now, I think they're one. Hoo hoo. Maybe tied with <laughs> Michigan, <laughs> but they're—I mean—I just think they're—they're they're playing as consistently and as well as anyone right now. I. But probably if you body work it, it's probably Michigan and then Iowa. I think Iowa's top two or three. But I don't yeah, know who the third team would be. To be honest.
0: That's true.
1: Honestly. Oh. I I'd, I'd probably say Wisconsin is the other is the third team in there. Like, mm. you know, they didn't look good against Iowa. They looked terrible against Michigan, but
0: Michigan just sat on them for
1: Yeah, but Michigan days. is also the best team in the conference. Right. right. You know, and they came back out against a bad Illinois team and they did what they needed to do against Illinois.
0: Illinois, I mean, I've said I've talked before about how I think Illinois is as bad as the worst teams in the Big 10. Uh
1: there are no Rutgers.
0: It's close. I mean, Rutgers almost beat Northwestern. I know, though. like, oh my! I didn't see a second in that game. I don't know what happened, but I can't believe that.
2: Sometimes I think Fitzgerald is Fitzgerald is just such. There are so many coaches right now that are like Ferrans in the Big Ten. I, I think Fitzgerald's one in terms of yeah. game management. Harvard, those two are clones between Harbaugh and Ferrans. Like, uh. I think they're basically the same coach. Do you think Harbaugh mismanaged some of the game on Saturday? I wasn't able to watch more than kind I watched of the last most of half, it
0: and I, there was—I mean—I thought everything was fine. Is he getting blown out? I,
2: I watched some of it, but
0: I know, it was also—I haven't—I haven't gone on Maze and Brew or anything, but I don't think he's. I thought he coached just fine. I don't have any complaints.
1: I, I thought he did okay. I mean, the weather was bad. It started hailing at one point. They had a lightning delay at another point. The
0: working went 5 for 25. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, come on.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, like, Michigan didn't really need to do much. They got that yeah. touchdown from Shea Patterson, and it was a ball game.
0: Shea Patterson, it was the best he's looked all season, which is kind of saying something because I think he's incredibly average. Um, he's but he he's had- a
2: better version of Peyton Manziel if that.
0: Uh, Dude, I mean, that's sure. a hot take. Sure, that's a hot take. I, I like uh, me and Sal. I'm sorry. I love him, man. My favorite part of the game was watching him play. I think he's so much fun to watch. He's great. Um, I mean, we saw Peach. I, a little weird we saw Petras just because – do you think Kirk put that, I guess, let's go back to the offense. I was offense real quick because uh, we haven't talked about it enough. Uh, Third string quarterback. I mean, we saw that guy play. Do you think it's just because Kirk is kind of like he We can – this is the last game he can
1: play of the year? No, he could play as three more. Oh, we can play three more? You could play four games as a freshman. And right, no, I'm so saying, rushing. but
0: I thought, wasn't there a cutoff week? Uh,
1: oh, is there? No, it's just four oh, games all season. Yeah, I thought it was just four games.
2: I think they wanted to see... I think he probably had the better arm, and that was the play they wanted to run, uh, like the go for the end zone to either turn the ball over or score a touchdown. And I don't think they really wanted to extend the game on offense so they just kind of went for broke there
1: <laughs> i think they just kind of said eh, why not
0: yeah exactly like i think
1: honestly that was it it was just kind of like eh, we can mm-hmm. why yeah. not why not do it
0: yeah i get it i like it i like it a lot
1: yeah but uh so i think Iowa's for sure a top three team in the big time as things stand right now obviously that could change in a week yeah um,
0: i i'm putting i put them as number three um
1: you got Ohio State still number two?
0: No. No, I don't. Ohio State's bad. They are very bad. Um, have, have
1: they quit on Urban Meyer? My column.
0: Do I think. <laughs> karma. My column. Mar- Mar- Mark Titus had a great tweet yesterday, today, whatever. Um, you know, said that, you know, Ohio State put all the chips on the table for Urban Meyer just to let them, let them lose to Purdue. Um, yeah. I think they're. I mean, that's bad.
1: Yeah. I kind um, of agree with that. And I think that Matt Brown, one of the guys that Wait, obviously...
0: One of the college football Matt Browns.
1: Yeah, one of the college football Matt Browns. <laughs> I think he, they're, the same, uh, person. Tweeted, they're the
0: same person.
1: He tweeted some pretty hot takes, too, about it. Uh, and no,
0: I, I didn't see these. I'm going to look these up right now.
1: He said, actually, it is good that Ohio State now pays Greg Ciano over a million dang dollars. Uh Let's see. Ohio State point, football has some significant structural problems, and the best way to fix them probably involves Urban Meyer retiring at the end of the season.
2: What's the point? Like, I mean, to to the Titus tweet, like, you decided you're fine with this guy. You're fine with his baggage. Why would he just retire? Like, why would he retire at this point? Oh, yeah, point? he's there. Yeah, yeah he's I
1: – mean, they're not going to get rid of him at this point. Like you know, whether or not you you know really believe what he did was wrong, I think he has actually lost this football team a little bit.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough. Of and that I much. also
1: just think that he has really shitty assistants. But whatever. Greg Schiano, enough
2: said.
0: I thought Kevin Wilson was going to be much. Be- I thought he's going to be great as an offensive coordinator, and I guess not.
2: <laughs> they were talking so much last night about how they have a different style offense. And it's cause the the quarterback can't run, I guess. But like they were getting nothing out of their running backs either. No, they like I, like it was a wild game. It was wild because Purdue looked Purdue like Purdue was perfectly team
0: content not rushing him. Like they would send only four guys most of the time I feel like and they were just more confident in their defensive backs. They just didn't trust uh, Haskins to make precision throws in their defensive backfield, it seemed seem like. Um,
1: did you finish that thought? Uh-huh. No, that was what I cut
0: out. You guys are going in and out. I don't...
1: Um, huh.
0: Okay, let's just... Uh, we can skip. I don't care. Whatever.
1: But, uh, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, maybe, we'll find wait, out we're, if that
0: thought... Wait, no. What was the last thing I said? It? What's the last thing I said on here? You just
2: said their defensive backs... <laughs> oh, okay. They so def- they
0: were—they're were perfectly content to let their defensive backs uh, cover the receivers. I feel like they—they they, they only blitz sparingly, and uh, they, if the four men couldn't get a pres- any pressure at all on Haskins, and they were spying him with a linebacker or two, and um, I don't—I know, I just think it was interesting that they didn't feel the need to to pressure him that much.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's that, and but you know, they could—they were able to just drop people back in coverage because. For whatever reason, despite the fact that Ohio State has some great running backs, they can't run the ball at all. It's, you know, ridiculous. It's like if Iowa had Akron Wadley and LaShawn Daniels and, like, you know, Sean Green, and they were like, oh, yeah, we just just don't know how to run the ball anymore. Sorry. We're going to throw it.
2: I just, I just can't believe that like an offense is that built around a running backs ability to or excuse me a quarterback's ability to run because that's the way that they sold it, but it's like you're Ohio State, you consistently get the best or second best recruiting class in the big Ten every single year and you can't like it's the, the arrogance that permeates that program and it goes to the Iowa game where they just decided to basically have six or seven guys in the box the whole time. Granted, Iowa's tight ends messed with them all game. But the same thing happened. Like, Purdue spread them out, six or seven guys in the box, and they just gashed them. Gashed them. It was, like, Purdue is the scariest game, I think, on Iowa's schedule left. I really do.
0: I really do. I I hard agree. I put Purdue number two in my my power rankings. (sighs) Oh, yes! (laughs) uh, Uh, uh.
1: They're the scariest team. I think that they're... I don't know about their defense yet. Their defense was really good against Ohio State, but their defense hasn't been phenomenal so far this season otherwise. Uh, yeah, I, I think that they're probably the team that's been playing the best recently, though. Like, uh, Penn State, we'll talk about – want to just go in the Penn State talk right now because they're the other team that, you know, we would be talking about for the best team that I always love to play? Yeah. 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 Um, Penn State sucks.
0: Yeah, I got to watch a decent amount of this game because my uh, r- roommate went to Indiana, so we had it on one of our two TVs, uh, one of our TVs on College Football Saturday. And uh, Penn State, like, they're just, it's all Trace McSorley. That's it. That's their entire offense. Uh, here you go. Give them the ball. Like, the running backs, I'm not impressed by. Um, McSorley just, it, he runs, you know, the RPO option, damn near perfection. And even without Joe Moorhead, he's incredibly threatening. And yeah. uh, it's scary. Yeah. He has, eight t- he has eight rushing touchdowns and 550 rushing yards, Like,
1: and then another 1,400 passing yards already. Is uh, that more rushing yards than any Iowa running back?
0: Oh, that's a good it, question. Oh, a good
1: good off to the top off 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 of my head, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: 400 yes, for yeah. gets the most. Yep. That's, is 403. Sargent is 300. IKM is 280.
1: Yeah, he's uh he's pretty good. But um, I'm not scared about
2: that game. No. Or excuse no. me, I'm not scared about that style of game for no, Iowa defense. Not at all.
1: No, this Iowa defence has shown time and time again so far this season that they're able to stop, you know, people from rushing off the edge, which is what he's really good at. You know.
0: I feel like the, we can commit a player to spine him and still be, you know, pretty okay.
1: Yeah, and that's what they did last year with Josie Jewell and they gave up a shit ton of yardage, but but
0: I mean, that was Saquon Barkley.
1: Yeah, that's like, uh, you're right. That's Saquon Barkley also, and Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: mm, oh, the the receiver. I don't want to. No,
1: they're a running back. Why can't I think of his name? Uh, this was, this sounds awful. Okay. Miles Sanders. Um, Miles Sanders. He's a good running back too. He's no Saquon Barkley though. Okay. That's that's for dang sure.
2: But the thing that I was gonna do this week is they're going to. Twenty carries for McSorley is what every Iowa fan should want, because that means that he's getting hit twenty times. Like that is Iowa's modus operandi against these RPO read option teams is to hit the quarterback, and they're going to do it.
1: Yeah, with his, with this defensive line, you know they're going to be able to get pressure on him. And Penn State has a very patchwork offensive line from what I've seen. Um, so, yeah, the Iowa will get pressure on him, and they will chase him out of the pocket. It's a matter of whether or not he's able to get stuff done after they do that.
0: Yeah, I, I feel good. It's going to be interest, interesting to see how the depth chart looks when it comes out in tomorrow or two days or whatever. And um, I don't think Imani Jones played at all against um, Maryland last week. It wasn't in the stat sheet at all. I, I don't remember seeing him. It's going to be interesting to see how these linebackers play, what's going to happen and um, the defensive back situation. But, if I mean, if the defense can do
2: what it did to Maryland
0: uh, and Penn State, and I think they can, I'm feeling just a okay about Saturday.
2: I think the thing that concerns me about the defensive backs is it sounds like Hankins is going backwards. Really? Like, like I think he was – there was a chance that he was going to play with the the wrist injury, but Mm -hmm. it sounds like – he had a hamstring that made him out against uh, Maryland. So, you know, I guess we'll see. Uh, it's not fun to hear about a maybe Iowa's best defensive back. Unless are we ready to crown Julius Brents? Um, no, I think it's Hankins. Defensive
1: back
0: or
2: corner? Because defensive back is Hooker. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Corner. Because yeah. you're right. Yeah, I think Hooker is the best. Uh, the best defensive back. I think. It's but,
1: ha- I think it's Hankins.
2: I would like to have him in this game, um, just because I think the style of play is going to be a lot of deep throws. I think Moss yeah. is good at playing that trail technique, but it's it's going to it's a different animal against Penn State. They're better athletes than probably anyone Iowa's played so far this year. Um, Did OJ Moody play? He's not on the statute either for I was
1: I don't think he played this one. I don't know if that's just a matter of they didn't need to use the nickel at all because right. Maryland wasn't running.
2: That's true. Or what? Yeah, and really the nickel now is with Hooker and Stone. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stone. Stone was out there quite a bit. He got his name called once or twice.
1: When but he uh, it, but he was out there. Yeah, I, I would say that I am fairly worried for the big play. And, you know, that's weird to yeah. say because Iowa hasn't allowed any big plays. They've allowed one 50 plus yard play, two 40-plus yard plays, I think I saw earlier today on Twitter. And they're towards the top of the um, nation in big plays, just in general allowed. Uh, but Penn State, you know, that's what they go for. They go for that home run play every single time, it feels like. And so that's, gonna, you know, like, it's a little bit of a worry of mine just because I know that's what they want to do as opposed to, you know, Iowa playing Minnesota and Indiana where they were trying to get those short yardage gains and, you know, kind of move things slowly against Iowa.
2: Yeah, uh, I think the concern I have um, with Penn State is a game Sorry, my dog just snored real loud. Uh, (laughs) My concern concern is like a 2010 game from Iowa-Michigan State where Iowa had kind of... Are you naming
0: a year or a score?
2: A year. 2010 (laughs) Iowa against Michigan State. It was the one game where it felt like their back was against the wall. They were kind of getting counted out, and they came out against Michigan State. If I recall, this is the... The Chris Rucker game, where he was in jail on Thursday playing on Saturday. And Iowa wanted to kick their teeth in. And they just wanted to kick their teeth in. So I can see this being the type of game where Penn State just really gets up for it. And it's something like that. I don't think Iowa will let that happen, though. I think they... That Wisconsin loss has galvanized them in a way that I really didn't expect this team to be galvanized. It it seems like about as together as any Iowa team I've seen. Um, just because it, it just there's a sense about it, um, and you see these beat writers writing about that sense too. Uh, and they're there, obviously. I'm here in Arkansas, uh, so I'm only uh, getting the second-hand <laughs> hey, knowledge that. of it. You're welcome. Uh, but it's like. You know, I just think that there's something about them. Like, they they can play a bunch of different games. You know, they won a game scoring 13 points. They won a game scoring in the 40s, two of them in a row. Uh, And they're winning every game that they've won by 10 points. So, it's uh, the Wisconsin game is looking more and more like an anomaly, which at this point, I've come to terms with it in a way that I didn't a couple weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I think we talked about this last week really briefly. I think that that game actually is the one that kind of is going to be the, seen as the you know turning point of the season. Like you said earlier, just a second ago, it lit a fire under their asses. And, you know, I think it really did, you know, their, and especially in terms of play calling because I know that Brian was, you know, really just kind of playing not to lose at the end of that game. And I think that he's kind of realized that, you know, since then, like he needs to be aggressive. And I think that that's kind of what everybody's kind of realized is that, you know you need to be aggressive to win football games,
0: yep, and uh I just kind of think we're gonna come out uh offensive minded uh next week against Penn State. I think we're gonna try and set the tone. I haven't even looked at the forecast, so maybe it's gonna be sleeting there so any of you guys in the forecast for uh one week out?
1: No I don't care about there's the gonna be a storm. I was going throw hello really nice oh.
0: Nice, nice. Um, I mean, yeah, I think we're going to try and score early and often um, and obviously smother them defensively, but I think an aggressive game plan is in is in the cards. Kirk Ferentz has never beaten James Franklin, um, and I don't know how many more chances he's going to get at it because I don't think Franklin's going to be at Penn State much longer, and uh, I think he wants to, you know, yeah, fix that. So I'm feeling pretty, um, you know, it's good. Uh, on a high horse, riding into this game.
1: Uh, glad it took you that long to think of the word good. Well, um.
0: I, I, you know, I decided to swear or not. I'm going to beat myself again.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I do think that Iowa's actually going to be able to score quite a bit in this one. I do think that it's probably going to be not a super high-scoring game, but I think that both teams are going to put up their fair share of points. Last week against Indiana... Purdue, not Purdue, sorry, Penn State gave up 554 total yards, 225 on the ground, 330 in the air. Granted, the 330 was on 55 attempts, but I, you know, I, the Indian looked bad against Iowa. They looked really bad, you know, passing, they looked really bad, you know, running, and if, this Penn State defense looks as bad as it has in the last few weeks. I think that Iowa has a great shot at you know putting up maybe thirty to forty points again.
2: I, I would agree that. with that, yep. and I'm all about it. And it seems like that's the way. Obviously, we're we're doing this early in the week again, but it seems like the line opened at minus seven Penn State, which maybe felt a little right, um, but immediately went down to three and a half four points. Um, which kind of scares me a little bit. Um, just that there's like some belief somewhere in Iowa that isn't just like an us against the world kind of thing. Um, but it's gonna be interesting. I think I agree. I was gonna be gunning for some points early. Um, and hopefully they they keep the pedal to the metal.
0: Yeah, the the the, the, the Vegas thing definitely does make me a little bit nervous. That's true as well. But I think people probably were a little too high on Penn State as well. They probably just saw the score of the Penn State-Indiana game and didn't uh, watch the game and realize that that uh, line was a little funky. And um, I don't know, man. I just can't wait. I'm really glad it's not a night game in Penn State. And I'm also kind of glad it's not an 11 a.m. game. I think 2.30 is best for Iowa. And um just feel good about it.
1: All right, so... Now that we've said that part. Predictions.
2: Ben? Oh, God. Okay, Harrison? I think it's going to be in the 30s. Both teams? Yeah, I think it's going to be like a 38 to 34 type of game. Hmm. And I don't know about a winner yet. I'll say Iowa right now. Hmm.
0: Uh, I think it's gonna be closer, a little bit closer than that. I think it's gonna be like, uh, you know, I feel good about maybe 24-13, 24-10. Iowa win. <laughs> Ooh.
1: <laughs> I believe that Iowa is going to score more points than Indiana did against Penn State, so I'm gonna go with 34 to 23. Oh my, oh, my God. I don't like this at all. We're, we're way too yes. confident. Says what I said. Says me from last week when you guys were talking about how you didn't like that spread. We're tool. way too we're confident.
0: Maybe. You're the one who was talking about swagger and hearing about stuff from reporters in Arkansas. I <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. You got me there. Yeah, you're there. yeah man. Uh, you have you've said the nicest things about this Iowa team, and now you're calling us too confident. No, man. You got you to, gotta, you know, if
2: you're talking with talk, you got to walk the walk. You're right. I I'd probably hedged a little bit too much.
1: I a seventy-two, Penn State four. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: two we FU gave safeties. Them
2: the four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All first. right.
1: Um, and how about we end it with one more quick basketball minute? Because there is actually hmm. some basketball news going on this week.
2: Oh God, you have the basketball news? Well, oh. really... <laughs> uh, by the time
1: that, by, by time that you, Max, it'll be like a few days old. By the time that before. we get there, well, uh, the Luca Ken Ga- Pomerant. Pa- oh, okay, be... okay, I have
2: a I have a basketball minute.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I was just gonna say Luca Garza is gonna be cleared for practice by Monday. Yeah, so when week. you by the time that you listen to this, he'll already be practicing.
2: Yeah, so that's actually that's very exciting. But for my basketball minute, here is my Ken Palm rant. Oh, okay. Here we go. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Okay, so Palm. it uses... Hold on, let me, let me pour a drink. <laughs> it uses five years worth of data. Five years. So basically, these preseason rankings are taking games into account that coaches haven't coached and that players haven't played. So that's really the first thing on the basis. The second thing... He normalizes to 100 possessions. 100 possessions is never achieved in a college basketball game. It's done to make things look okay. Normally that's around 70 possessions as a normal basketball game. So he inflates it by basically 50%. Which is fine. It's fine. It adds some difference. But still. (laughs) It's not fine if you're
1: Virginia basketball or Wisconsin. Exactly.
2: It doubles it for them.
0: Aren't there some teams that run near 100 possessions a game? Or no,
2: is that fake? No, no, that's, it's crazy, like, it, it's stupid, but okay. it, it, it makes sense because 100 possessions is fine, whatever. And then really, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, but we're going to keep going. <laughs> it's
0: fine, but I'm going <laughs> to explain how but it's then not also,
2: fine. Also, like this five-year thing, it, as it pertains to Iowa, here's where it gets crazy. So it uses the last five years. The First tell, uh, tell
0: us, what is Iowa KenPOM Ken Palm right now?
2: Iowa is 35th. Okay. and the offense that he has Iowa at is like 12th or 13th in the country. I don't have it up, but I remember it. But okay. that 12th or 13th is lower than all the five years that Iowa's had in the previous five years from an offensive rating standpoint. The defense is basically a five-year average of Iowa, which we have no uh, sense of if Iowa can play defense this year. Why are they getting this high rating? Granted, it's in the 80s, but they were 222nd last year. Like, come on. So that's my Ken Palmer rant.
0: I mean, it sounds like the uh, good, the overinflated offense is
2: not outweighing the overinflated defense. You're right. Okay. So it's fine. But all, as always, take it with a grain of salt because throughout the season, he still uses data from the previous year up until like the 20 game mark. So why haven't I, you
0: brought this up before?
2: I think I have. I okay. think I have. Maybe not here. Um,. But I know I have, to some people, before. So it's a good thing, it's a nice place to have all the stats, the adjusted stuff is very interesting, but just, like Iowa State is plus 15, Iowa is plus 13, it basically comes down to like a one point difference, and like what what is one point in college basketball? So it's, it's a good thing to have, advanced analytics are good, but just a grain of salt. A grain of salt with it. It should be a tool, not your toolbox.
0: Mm. Tell you what, tell you what, Harrison. Tell you what, boys. I'm a recovering journalist. All I need are these AP rankings. I don't need your newfangled, adjusted ball rate movement. You got Ken Palm. I just need these grizzled
2: journalists telling me. Yeah. You're where just they like, give me lie. some, give me some just baseball wins. It's not it's about, about the X's and O's. It's about the Jims and Joes. Like, give me, give me box scores. That's all I need. You're
1: can't. probably a huge batting average guy, aren't you?
2: Mm,
0: nah, no, I'm more of a slugger. slugging percentage guy. Launch no, angle. I like, well, <laughs> I like uh, velocity and and vorp. I don't know what vorp is.
1: <laughs> All right, I'm, and, I'm on I'm n- myself. <laughs> and on that, <laughs> and on that note, um, let's see. Uh, follow us on Instagram. BHGP pants. It's Wait, did you add another P?
2: No B-H-G, no BHG pants. pants. You're right. right. Oh my god.
1: Oh. <laughs> okay, so it's BHG pants. There it is. is. Alright. Cool. Well I had to think about it because when I started saying it I was like, oh this sounds wrong now. No, it's um this all sounds you're right. wrong. Follow us on the gram. I don't we haven't posted anything in a minute, Harrison. Get on there. <coughs> I
2: will, I will, I apologize.
1: Um Tweet something at us about the podcast. Uh, about wooden spoons. Please, thank you. Um, that sounds like a good idea. And uh, go, Hawks.
0: go, Hawks. Go, Hawks. Fox State.